we would observe that decisions were being made um, and we had the data that could help, right. but that data wasn't getting into the hands of people ah. in a consumable way. Sure, the data is there and you can find it if you know what you're doing, but practically speaking, people weren't using it that way. So uh, Enterprise Platform was the first uh, um, step, I would say, okay. in, in getting the data into people's hands. Welcome to the BridgeWatch Podcast, bringing you up to speed on all things innovation in the shipbuilding and marine industry. My name is William, and my job is to provide shipbuilders with innovative tools to increase their productivity. My name is Winston. I'm the co-host along with William, and I've been in the marine industry for 26 years, teach naval architecture at the Marine Institute in St. John's, Newfoundland. And I do marine consulting work, helping companies build better ships faster. And I'm really looking forward to talking to you guys. This episode of Bridgewatch is brought to you by Enelf Marine, providing shipbuilding software and expert advice to enhance your value stream. Whether you're a shipbuilder, ship owner, or designer, give your team a competitive advantage. Visit enelfmarine.com and let us help you build better ships faster. Excellent. So uh, today on the podcast, uh, we have our first guest, um, Jagan, to uh, talk about, uh, and he's going to introduce himself and um, with who he works. And the conversation is really to be lead on PLM, uh, PLM in shipbuilding. Uh, we had a conversation previously, Winston, and it's not clear to us, and we no. sell technology as... That's right our job so it's right. probably not clear to a bunch of other people in the industry yeah that's right. uh, so yeah so jagan welcome on our podcast thank thank you gentlemen for having me no it's it's uh, it's great that you're here so so you're uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your background and and who you're working with and how you got involved in this whole plm thing right uh well i have a varied background i'm, I'm an electrical engineer by training you think, well, what's what's a, a an electrical engineer, a Sparky like myself, doing That's right. in, in shipbuilding? And I mean, you know, I worked in telecommunications, and uh, uh, then you know, found myself due to circumstances in petroleum software engineering, and uh, that's where I became uh, good at uh, being a, a what we call a product manager. Sure. So it's really understanding the needs of the client, understanding the business problems. Yeah. And so uh, you know, really instead of just like designing software because it's cool or whatever, it's like really changing the mindset to how do we solve people's day-to-day problems exactly. so they can get right. home for dinner, they can get their job done and they're not fighting the software all the time. And so then again, circumstances uh, uh, had me leave Calgary uh, in petroleum and come out to Victoria, BC where mm-hmm. I uh, was hired on by SSI. And so of course, shipbuilding software and they were looking for a product manager. So, Right, fit the bill, and really, I've been um, uh, talking a lot with uh, different uh, different shipyards, different stakeholders, and uh, understanding the problems of the shipbuilding business. And uh, as it turned out, SSI was um, getting into PLM, which we'll be talking about in this segment. So, yep. Yep. yeah, I'm, I'm basically uh, now the the senior product manager responsible for the development of our SSI shipbuilding PLM. 
That's awesome. So is that is that when you first went to SSI, is that what you were kind of tasked to do? Or did you kind of grow into that position or uh, something that you wanted to tackle? Or You know, I, I knew, so in petroleum, I, I was uh, heading up an enterprise system. So basically, instead of uh, software on everybody's desktops, we'd have it centralized in a database, which gives all those good things and, you know, from from IT uh, oversight and, and backup to just being able to collaborate more effectively and not having islands of information everywhere. Right. And so with SSI, I mean, Ship Constructor is obviously a database-centric tool. Right. And uh, a lot of great data information, uh, you know, from design and so forth. And my first role was, because we didn't have shipbuilding PLM when I started, right. my first role was with the enterprise platform. Yep. Uh, you might know Publisher and Publisher LT. It's basically yep. uh, getting that data from Ship Constructor and making it consumable to non-Ship Constructor users and Ship Constructor users alike. But basically, better data makes for better decisions. Yeah. So if we freed the data from within the CAD software into the hands of even non-CAD people, it's the better for, for everyone. Uh, and then that kind of uh, migrated to PLM. And so uh, I had the opportunity to run with that project and, and, you know, been doing that for the past two years now. So it's been uh, a lot to learn, but uh, right, a lot okay. of potential. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And is that kind of how that story is how kind of SSI evolved the idea of wanting to have a PLM kind of system to go along with uh, their, their production system, their, the, the ship constructor yeah, product? Mean, and... Exactly. It, it maybe didn't start off uh, exactly that way. I think uh, the, the goal was, um, you know, we would observe that decisions were being made um, and we had the data that could help, right. but that data wasn't getting into the hands of people ah. in a consumable way. Sure, the data is there and you can find it if you know what you're doing, but Practically speaking, people weren't using it that way. So uh, Enterprise Platform was the first uh, um, step, I would say, okay. in getting the data into people's hands. And then from there, it was like, okay, I, I can get the data from Enterprise Platform uh, that represents what, what's the state of the system today. Yeah. But what happened a week ago? Right. What happened a month ago? And hmm. it's like, well, you know, Ship Constructor is is a live document. It's like yep. it's it's evolving. So you get what you get today. And they said, well, you know, we really would like to have this history. And come to think of it, we'd like to be able to change to manage what's changing, to to mm -hmm. know that we went from this to that, and and to communicate to people what the change was. Right. And so that's where PLM systems do that. And we thought, well, okay, great. PLM systems do that. The problem is. PLM systems out of the box are generally not configured. It, it's you think of it as as a Lego set, a bunch of Lego bricks, and you're just like, okay, build something fantastic. Well, where do, where do you begin? Sure, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and so we we found ourselves kind of at the uh, meeting point of PLM software design and shipbuilding, and that's our strength. Right. So we thought, well, we will build a shipbuilding PLM. Uh, because we understand the the challenges facing shipbuilding, and we understand software design, and you know we didn't we're not going to build a PLM from scratch. We're going to partner with a platform that does PLM, but we're going to do the, uh, the bridge that gap between blank PLM and something that you can use first yeah. day. 
Right, so. yeah, and, and something that a shipbuilder can use, right? So it's configured specifically for this type of manufacturing, right? You, you bet, yes. Yeah. Well, can we can we back up a little bit, and uh, mm -hmm. if if you wouldn't mind taking a few minutes uh, to to describe what a what a PL PLM system is and what it does, and and uh, how maybe how how it might be different from a from a PDM. And all right, what sure. do all those acronyms mean? <laughs> right. Well, okay. So a, a PLM is a product lifecycle management system. Yep. Uh, and a PDM is a product design management system, and they're sure. very closely related. Mm -hmm. um, so the quick answer is a, a PLM system is computer software that enables organizations to organize and manage change, especially at a large scale uh, throughout a product's life cycle. So that's the, the L is the life cycle. Yep. Uh, but, but what do we mean by life cycle? So it's really the different stages of a product. So the different stages of a ship would be like from conceptual design yep. to initial design into the production phase. So, uh, and even after the ship's been built, you have the maintenance and the overhaul in its later years. And finally, decommissioning and, and disposal or recycling. Right. So uh, really, it, 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 the PLM is designed to be able to grow uh, as you need it to to cover these different phases but you don't have to do it all at once you can start you know where you are today but right it's, it's flexible to cover the life cycle so uh yeah basically the difference between that and a pdm is is basically one of scope right sure uh, yep. a, P, a pdm product data management system is focused on uh, data versioning right through time mm -hmm. of your cad documents your, your bills of material um, but yeah, PLM systems do that and more. Right. So yeah, that's, that's a quick answer. So yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and thanks for that. That's, uh, mm -hmm. that, that's kind of our understanding, uh, as, as well. A question for you, uh, just specifically about ship constructors, uh, how, how they look at, at PLM and versus PDM, like ship mm -hmm. constructors sort of focused on the detailed design aspect and, and moving into the manufacturing side of it. Right. So mm -hmm. is, does the PLM, does the shipbuilding PLM that you guys offer, and this isn't like a sales pitch or anything, but, but I'm, yeah. I'm just wondering, does it, does it go all the way back to like, does it encompass all of the, the entire life cycle of the vessel from right from concept to, to decommissioning? Is that even though you guys are sort of focused on the, the detail kind of side of it or? Yeah, I'd say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe clarify a little bit. Sure. So you're, you're right. Ship constructor, it's, it's focus area is on the design, uh, the CAD design and the production documentation. Yep. Right. Uh, and, and in that sense, it aligns with the PDM nature of, of a PLM system. So that's kind of how a ship instructor slots in at the moment. Yep. Uh, the PLM system in general can go beyond that. And it can go, you know, uh, I'd say in the pre-ship constructor phase. So let's say... If you have uh, another system uh, where, where you're just trying to do parametric modeling, yep. you can, you know, the PLM system uh, is flexible to be able to capture those documents. So, you know, you might have like some files even that yep. feed another system mm -hmm. and you can kind of keep uh, a record of that file. Think of it as like a file repository, right? It's still in the context of the overall ship project and it's not to do with ship constructor per se, but it's the precursor. So you can capture that and tell that part of the story. But then when it comes into Ship Constructor, we capture that part of the story. 
And then after we've done the ship constructor portion and it's out at sea and there needs to be some maintenance, it can capture that part of the story. So it's right. it's really designed to be more than uh, the, the CAD component. But for sure, we're tightly integrated with the CAD component because that's, you know, that, that's our bread and butter and that's our, our, our uh, it's been our focus for many years. And so uh, it's a natural fit to start from that point, but then broaden from there. Right. And yeah. so if we, if we were to think about the, the broadening, what other stuff can be brought into a PLM besides the, the CAD stuff, besides the PDM stuff? Is it like, do you, do you connect to accounting? Or are you connected to like the shop floor processes? Like what are some of the... Yeah, um, absolutely. You can, uh, like one great example is... Uh, vendor furnished information yep so yep. let's say you know you have a, a bunch of equipment that you're going to be putting into your into your ship and you just want to have those uh, those data sheets um, th that information so you know that that doesn't come up through ship constructor it's it's adjacent to sure ship yeah, yeah exactly but in the PLM it's linked so for for example if I have uh, an area of the ship that's being modeled in ship constructor and there's equipment that the ship constructor is aware of. Yes, that equipment is registered in our shipbuilding PLM, but also you can make a relationship between that and the VFI, the vendor furnished information. Gotcha. gotcha. So it, it, it think of it as it's almost like a, an aggregator of, of data, but it's linking up these, these uh, different sources to tell a coherent story. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's so, connecting everything together. Okay. Interesting. You bet. Yeah. 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 Right. And my understanding, we um, to compare a PLM with something more like a data management, so a document management, for example, Autodesk Vault, mm -hmm. uh, that allow you to manage documents and so on and so forth. So mm -hmm. my understanding was that PLM is, is the process part of it that is adding to that uh, basic document management. Can yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Is is uh, yeah, PLM obviously has the the data management portion, but yeah, the process uh, piece is is critical. And um, like we have workflows in, in our PLM solution, which is to say, uh, you can define the different activities that will happen. You can define uh, you know different review states, different gate stages. Uh, <laughs> When, when you know, and you can figure out uh, and set up who is going to be uh, being notified that something is in a certain state, and they need to act on it. Right. Yeah. Um, and even you know, who can see the information, who doesn't need to see the information yet. So it's basically uh, a great way of of codifying process, which in turn yields more consistent usage, uh, you know, and, and ad adherence to the the company's uh, guidelines. And makes for more consistent data, which right. is then easier to mine afterwards and, and use yep. for future decisions. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. It, it PLM has uh, a process in its DNA as well as data management. Excellent. Excellent. And that process workflow, how can it move between stakeholders? For example, we have initial design that is done by a design agency, then the shipyards, mm -hmm. after that, the owner. Uh, do they need to work together to put the workflow or when the system moves, each stakeholder define their workflow through the system? Yeah. yeah. I mean, who, who buys the PLM? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it, it depends on, on, on the situation. Um, you know, uh, 
oftentimes what we've seen is the, the shipyards themselves are, are keen on buying the PLM and, and tying it to their systems because, uh, you know, especially for, for purchasing or for uh, getting a preliminary bill of materials for long lead items. Right. Uh, yeah. That's something design agencies don't need to worry about that. The owner doesn't need to worry about that, uh, you know, but exactly the shipyards right. do. So typically what we see is that the shipyards are the ones uh, with the PLM system. In, in, in full force, I'll, I'll say, but uh, there's no reason why an owner couldn't have a, a, a copy of the PLM the software and use that project, you know, have a, have a backup of that database and those files and then have it as a reference. So you can hand it off. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. And in, in, in terms of, uh, you know, having to define workflows across all stakeholders, it doesn't have to happen that way. It can, it can evolve. So uh, as you can imagine, in the early goings of, of a ship design and, and construction, uh, you know, a design center, if, if there's one involved, might be doing some some parts of the workflow, mm-hmm. while maybe the production workflow hasn't been totally defined in the system yet. And that could come later. Really, the only time you need to define all parts of a workflow is when they're happening simultaneously. But if, if they're not happening all at the same time, then you can kind of defer uh, the implementation of workflows un- until later. Right, okay. Interesting. So, so this uh, one, one of the questions I had here was about a, um, you know, in terms of a, a shipyard strategy, for example, would this be would this be like a, a incorporating something like a PLM? That would be like a big part of, of a, a strategy initiative. Would it, I mean, because it really changes the mm-hmm. way that they do things, right? And and how they interact with their design agent, and maybe how they interact with their customers and uh, with their vendors, certainly and internally Absolutely. as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's related to other business systems that we've seen in the past, like, you know, TQM, Total Quality Management, and uh, Lean and Six Sigma. So, you know, quality management in, in general is like this whole culture, culture of improvement, right? you know, of, of doing things better. So you can be more competitive, be more successful as a business, and get more business, right? So Absolutely, uh, yeah. as a business owner, uh, quality matters. Uh, and lean has been an approach to kind of minimize waste. So that's like, that's one angle, right? Yep. Six Sigma is an approach to minimize defects. Yep. Um, but PLM is not really an approach or a strategy. It's more of the tool for achieving those things. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, PLM, you know, is, is very flexible and it can support, like if you have a lean workflow, you can, uh, basically configure the PLM to have that workflow so people follow that workflow. Right. 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 And in the process, it's capturing the data uh, that is that, that happened during that workflow, which can support other things like digital twin and those other concepts that we will probably get into later. But uh, yeah, it's PLM is a tool to help uh, with quality strategies. Right. Okay. I'd say. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So, so when a when a when a manufacturer comes to the point where they're they're ready to uh, you know jump on board as far as uh, you know thinking about PLM or, or or incorporating PLM into how they do things, it, it, it would it would it be a, a like a huge step for them to do that like to to because I mean you, like you said it's mm-hmm. it's the way that you guys look at shipbuilding PLM is it's 
ready kind of out of the box, but then they still have to codify all their processes and which is, you know, awesome. We're all about process, right? So, I mean, if everything is explicit, then it's easy to follow, but like what sort of challenge would a, would a a manufacturer have to, to be able to go, okay, well guys, look, we're going to stop right here and we're going to go, okay, we need it. We need something like a PLM to work for us. What's, what's the, what are the kind of the steps to, to go to get from start to incorporated? Yeah, I think um, like first of all, it's it's calling out the elephant in the room. Sure. Uh, historically, yeah. PL, PLM has been, oh my gosh, it's going to be this big endeavor, and it's going to be a, a, a lot of consultants and a lot of time and a lot of money, and it you know it may never get done, and that's kind of the fear is right. that it's going to be a, a, a boondoggle, and so the way we get a you know. We don't want it, that to happen either. Okay, so right. what we want we want people to be successful. So, really, the first thing that we ask uh, clients of ours and prospects is think about you know you have many there are many many problems that could be solved. What is the main problem? If you had to pick one, you know what is the main problem that you would uh, that you want to solve, and and we work with them to solve that problem first, and you know we can we can have kind of you know, more blue sky discussions about what can be, but I think it's really important to deliver value. Uh, and you know, SSI being an agile software development shop, it's it's kind of how we work. Mm-hmm. It's like pick a problem, solve the problem, deliver value, make sure that that business is getting the value, that things are better than than before, and then you can grow from there. Um, so, uh, with with shipbuilding PLM, the idea is that yes, it works out of the box with you know minimal configuration you'll probably want to configure it a little bit here and there but uh, I think instead of just getting a blank PLM system and then having the, this task of like finding out how the data should come in like we've handled all that and it's it's not trivial we've spent a better part of the last two years refining that and making it performant and, and so on so that's what you get that, that you know, two years or so of development is just to get the data in consistently so then you can think about the next steps. And that immediately uh, is such an advantage over just blank PLM out of the box and un- unknown amount of consulting hours to get it to a first step. Right. But yeah. You know, we start start small and build from there. It's, it's, it's flexible to do that. Right. Okay. Yeah, because that's that's exactly in terms of implementation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three things we see are the people, process, and technology. And the order is important. People are hard to change the way they work. Uh, process is kind of easier, and technology is a little bit easier than that. But uh, mm-hmm. how, in terms of implementation, how how does the people um, react to implementing a PLM that will be able to say? everything that you did like it will be able to track everything that someone's did uh i'm sure there's people in shipyard that are not how how does people react uh, to, to to an implementation like that i mean we we we've not uh been encountering a lot of pushback on, on that front because okay re- really it's not meant to be a surveillance tool i, I suppose any piece of software could be used for surveillance and to us, that's more of a, a, a company culture issue. Yeah, so, that's right. So it's like any software. It can be used for in different ways. Um, but the way we, we uh, 
kind of uh, explain it is that wouldn't it be nice to be able to do the thing right the first time or to minimize the amount of, uh, you know, rework and, and sending right. it back and, and to reduce the amount of frustration, the, the amount of confusion, the stress that comes along with that. I mean, a software tool on its own doesn't solve that. You need the people. To, you're right. People have to buy yep. into it. But, but again, this is another reason for starting small. Mm. It's not just change management from a data point of view. It's change management from a people point of view. Right. Yep. Let's implement something a little smaller scale, get used to it, get the feedback from people because, you know, they, they might have some ideas on how to make their workflow better and how to codify that improved workflow in the system and to try that out. And yeah. I think if, if, you know, if you bring people along, you know, stakeholders along the way, mm-hmm. then, you know, it can get configured in the way that people naturally want to use because they had a say in it. But that, you know, that's as a vendor, we, we don't... Um, uh, you know, dictate that, but we, we do encourage this kind of agile approach and stakeholder buy-in because at the end of the day, you want this, uh, endeavor to stick, you want it to work, you want people to stay with it and you want it to keep adding value. So again, like any tool, it can be used in different ways, but we want to use it to reduce frustration and increase quality. Right. Yeah. Which totally makes sense. We are so sorry to cut you here, but this is the end of part one of our interview with Jagan. This is not a commercial. Yeah, and that was fantastic. I I really enjoyed that. And uh, I guess we're going to have part two of our interview uh, on our next episode. So stay tuned. Yeah, in two weeks, join us. Absolutely. Thanks, Will. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, go to our website, innovamarine.com slash bridgewatch. And uh, we have a space there for you to put comments and questions. Be part of the conversation. We'll see you in two weeks to chat more about the exciting news in our industry, to chat more about what it's coming in terms of innovation. How can we make our industry better? And like Winston said, share our comments there. And who knows, maybe your subject will be the next topic of our show. Thank you and see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks.